Before we get into the episode, check out the latest episode on Dread Captures, where we capture the most insane counters on trail cam. The link is down below, in the description and in the pinned comment. Now, let's get to the stories. For the better part of my 20s, I lived deep in the forests of Washington, between the lush woods and the lively coast to the west. Each year, it feels as though dozens of local homes come forward with some tale about a cryptid encounter. And as I'm sure you know, anytime someone encounters a cryptid, they simultaneously forget how to work a camera. But real or not real, cryptids are an interesting personality trait of Washington. And one of the main reasons I haven't moved closer to the city of Seattle, which I dearly love. Each Thursday evening, I find myself excited to attend the Cryptid Council. It's a weekly meeting where individuals come together to share their experiences. Every so often, we plan trips to locations of recent sightings. One particular Thursday, the day before Halloween actually, an elderly woman attended our meeting in shambles after claiming to have encountered a Sasquatch-like figure just hours before that afternoon. You should have seen the way we, my friends in the council and I, sprung to our feet. Never had an encounter been reported to the group so quickly, and it just so happened we were itching to have an outing over the holiday weekend. In no time, we made the executive decision to call off work the following day, and to scramble home and pack our bags and head out before it got too dark. Our destination, really just an extension of this woman's backyard, was about 40 minutes away from my house. So, by the time we had made it to the woods and set up our camping equipment, the sun was nearly set. Now, by no means were any of us jumping at the opportunity to take part in a camping trip where we actually thought something scary would show face. After all, nothing like that had ever happened before. So, what gave us the reason to believe it would now? It was more so an excuse for the four of us guys to eat junk food, drink cheap whiskey out of flasks, and to tell ghost stories, and to tell ghost stories around a portable fire pit. A boy's weekend, if you will. So, as you can imagine, come about 2 a.m., we were all awoken by the most guttural yelping we've ever heard. We were taken aback. In situations like that, you don't spend a significant amount of time being groggy and waking up. It's like your instincts shoot along your spine, and we were all immediately on high alert. Tony was the first to say what we were all thinking when he asked, What the hell was that? Standing up from the ground, a wind caught my nose, carrying with it the most foul stench of urine and B.O. I quickly assessed our immediate surroundings, and having not seen anything, made quick work of smothering the remaining ashes of our fire as to minimize our visibility. Before any of us had the opportunity to ask anything else, or conjure up a possible response to Tony's question, a series of deafening whooping noises filled the air, chilling us to the bone. Charlie was the first of the group to sprint away, and none of us had to say a word. We were all right behind him, with no hesitation. After about 30 seconds of running, we came barreling into the back door of the elderly woman's home who'd left the door unlocked in case we needed to use the restroom in the middle of the night. We quickly locked the door, pulled the blinds, and, and each staged ourselves at the various windows lining the backside of the house to peek outside. When the woman appeared at the top of the stairs, asking us what was going on, 
We quickly hushed her and turned our attention back to the outdoors. And that's when it stepped into view, emerging like a giant, even amongst the towering trees surrounding it. This thing must have been every bit of 11 feet tall, with dark brown fur covering it from head to toe, minus its bare face. It walked on two legs, almost like an ape, but there was something humanoid about it too, like Neanderthal with beady eyes and a projecting mouth. We were all frozen in place and didn't dare to make a sound from within the house. I was certain that if we did, and this thing wanted to, it would have easily busted through the back door. Realistically, it must have stalked around the backyard for only a minute or so before vanishing into the woods from which it came. But truth be told, it felt like an eternity watching it. At the first sign of the coast being clear, we all huddled upstairs as to make the least noise possible and called 911. When the cops arrived, we were cleared to evacuate the property. The woman was taken to a local motel for the foreseeable few nights, and the boys and I packed back into my Jeep and hightailed it back to my house, a much safer 40 minutes away. The police never got back in contact with any of us after that night, leaving my friends and I to believe that nothing was uncovered regarding whatever it was we saw in that backyard. But after that, we never participated in a cryptid council outing again. Of course, the group ragged on us for returning with a hell of a story, but no picture to support our case, but we didn't even care. We all knew what we saw that night, even if it's not something we could explain away with words. And that in itself was enough for us all to decide to eat junk food and drink cheap whiskey from the comfort of our own, from the comfort of our own homes from then on. Traveling has always been one of my passions. I have one of those maps of the United States, where you fill it in with pictures from each state, and the state's shape and everything like that. I have traveled to probably a third of the country, and I have stories from every state, but none beat the story of my last trip to West Virginia. This story sounds crazy, and I understand if you think I'm making it up. Everyone I've told thinks that. You read listeners' stories, though, so I'm pretty sure you won't think I'm crazy. At least, that's what I'm hoping for. I want this story heard because maybe it will help someone else who needs to hear that they aren't alone, that someone else has seen whatever this thing was. I always drive when I travel because that's half of the adventure. I had been on the road for a while, driving from Oklahoma to West Virginia. is about a 15-hour drive with no traffic. So I stopped off for the night at a hotel. This allowed me to pick up a postcard to mail home along the way. Another little tradition that I like to do when I travel through a state. I know that the next thing I tell you is when you're going to think I'm crazy. I was a few miles outside of Point Pleasant. I had stayed longer in Mount Vernon, Illinois than I had intended. So it was just around dusk as I was traveling eastbound. My destination was within 20 miles. I was jamming out to some old classic country, belting out George Strait, when something caught my eye. I slowed down and rubbed my eyes to make sure I wasn't seeing things. I was really struggling to understand what was happening, because I had just seen a huge gray man with wings spanned at least 10 feet, flying right next to my car. I shook my head and pulled over. Maybe I was just too tired. 
I sat in my car and decided maybe I needed a short nap. I set a timer on my phone to wake me in 15 minutes, but I couldn't go to sleep. I closed my eyes and immediately I could see the creature in my mind. I finally gave up and decided to finish heading into town. I pulled back onto the road and had barely rounded a curve when a hunched over figure appeared in a field directly in front of me. The thing was huge. When I first saw it, I swear it had red eyes. But as my headlights hit its face, the eyes reflected back at me. I slammed on my brakes. I was so freaked out. I really didn't understand what was going on. I watched this thing watch me. Eventually, it shifted, turning its gaze elsewhere and kind of shuffling away. So I started to continue my trip. It wasn't long before a new motion out of my side window caught my eye. I gasped and hit the gas. The thing was following me. It ran like a kid who was just learning to run, all awkward and unsure. But when it opened its wings and took to the sky, I couldn't outrun it. I sped up nearing 80 miles per hour, but it still kept up, its red eyes staring at me the whole time. So I increased my speed again. Now I'm going at least 90 miles an hour as I desperately try to outrun this thing. I was beginning to panic. I had no idea what was going on or what this thing was, but I wanted far away from it. Whatever it was never stopped following me, not until I hit the outskirts of the town. As I started to pass houses, it slowly fell behind, still watching me. I could see its red eyes in my rearview mirror. The sight was enough to leave me shaken to my core. As I reached town, my grip on the steering wheel loosened. I laughed out loud. I seriously have one heck of an imagination, but I was not ready for what was coming next. I was checking into the hotel. The clerk was being nice and was making small talk, and I'm sure I looked terrified and crazy, but she kept chatting away. She gave me my room number and my key card, and as I said thank you, she asked if I was traveling alone. When I said yes, she asked me if I was okay. I looked like I was running from something. I didn't think I should tell her what I saw, so I just told her that I had an odd experience on the highway heading in and was ready to turn in for the night. She nodded and I headed to my room. I laid in that bed for hours, trying to justify the creature, until my hunger got the best of me and I decided to find a fast food place to grab a quick bite to eat. I was pulling into the drive-thru when the red eyes appeared again. I screamed. I couldn't help it. I was so exhausted and I just didn't have it in me to keep acting like things didn't faze me. I wasn't alone this time though. The car ahead of me started honking and the passenger was excitedly pointing ahead of us in the same direction. They didn't seem overly afraid, though. At least I'm not the only one who can see whatever this is, was all I could think. I'd completely lost my appetite, though. I headed back to the hotel, pulled the blanket over my head, and prayed for morning. I tried talking to my family about this when I got home, but they told me that my stories just get more and more creative. I gave up eventually but I do need someone to tell me if they have seen the same thing. Hey Donovan, I hope you decide to read this. I think your listeners will really enjoy hearing about this, and it will help me process everything that has happened while we lived in this house. My dad was military, so we moved around a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. 
It seemed like every four years we were getting stationed in another state. We had just been stationed in Colorado Springs, and I was seriously excited. I had missed the snow after being in Texas for the last four years. The house that my parents rented for us seemed pretty nice. It was really big, had more than enough rooms, and it even had an awesome basement. I was really excited about the basement. Having a room that was underground and pretty much soundproof from the outside seemed perfect. We had only been there for a couple of weeks, and we were all settling in pretty quickly. We were so used to moving that it no longer was a big deal. I had just finished setting up my drums in the basement, and was about to get the amp for my guitar plugged in and everything would be perfect. Things were coming along nicely, and I was very happy that my parents were letting me make this area mine. I hadn't been able to really play in a while. I sat back on the couch that they bought for me and strummed a little testing the sound and ensuring I had it all tuned up and the amp dialed in just right. Suddenly, the room got colder. Didn't really faze me, though. This wasn't my first rodeo with a cold state. I leaned back, closed my eyes, and played my favorite song by memory. Having my own musical space away from my little brother was honestly perfect. No one could touch my stuff or mess with my settings. The peaceful feeling didn't last long, though. I was just hitting the second bridge when I heard it. It sounded like nails on a chalkboard and gave me goosebumps. I hate that sound. I opened my eyes and looked around wildly, trying to understand where it was coming from. That's when the lights started flickering. But, I mean, this house was pretty old, so maybe the wiring was janky. I decided to head upstairs. I mean, maybe my parents could contact the landlord and have someone come check out this wiring for us. I had made it about halfway up the stairs when the door slammed shut. I stopped in my tracks and stared at the door. What on earth is going on? I ran up the last of the stairs and tried to open the door. It wouldn't budge. Panic was taking over and I started banging on it. I was legitimately terrified. I screamed for my mom and my dad, even my brother, but no one was responding. I started trying to rationalize what was happening. If no one was answering, maybe they were playing a prank on me. Using this logic, I calmed down and went back downstairs. If they wanted to scare me, I wasn't going to act like nothing was going on. I had just started playing again when I started to feel the couch shift. I tried to ignore it, though. I was trying to keep my cool. I didn't need to panic when I was stuck in a room and couldn't escape. But soon, the movements got harsher. It was definitely jerking around. I pulled my feet up on the couch and grabbed the arm, trying to keep myself from getting hurt while whatever was happening. I knew this wasn't a prank, but what could I do? The door was jammed and I couldn't get out. So I started to try to talk to whatever was doing this. I told them that I meant no harm, and I asked them to please let me out. I only made them angrier. The movements got a lot more forceful, and the lights started cutting out. But that wasn't even the worst of it. The sound was back and ten times louder. It was so loud that my head was starting to hurt. I was officially terrified and didn't know how to get this to stop. The lights started to stay off for longer periods. On, off for 30 seconds, on, off for 30 seconds, and over and over. Soon the couch stopped getting jerked around, but I kept my feet up. I was hopeful that whatever was happening was almost over. I was so wrong. The next time the lights went out, there was this low growl. And when they came on, there, standing about 10 feet in front of me, 
was a teenage girl, probably about 16. She was like a mist, though. I could literally see my drums through her, but what really scared me was her eyes. They were like empty holes, pitch black and non-existent, and the blood drenching the front of her clothes. At that point, I screamed, but I think that just made her angry. She turned her eyeless face towards me, and the couch lifted in the air three feet before crashing down again. I was begging her to stop. She cocked her head at me, and this time when the couch lifted, it stayed. I was floating three feet off the ground watching this thing look at me without any eyes. She straightened her head before throwing it back. Across her throat was this huge cut. I screamed out again and grabbed the couch as it fell. The lights began to flicker again, as if I needed any help being more afraid. She was still there, watching me, until the fourth or fifth time the lights flashed. This time when they came on, she was gone. The door flew open and the room returned to normal temperature. I looked around the room, trying to make sure that I was really alone before standing up. I had never ran so fast up the stairs in my life. My parents still don't believe me. No one heard me screaming or begging for help. I never stepped foot down in the basement again. Thanks for watching and let me know what you think of these stories in the comments below. Don't forget that you can listen to my episodes on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. I try to upload every single day on this channel and on Donovan Dread 2, where I release shorter content. Same great encounters, just a little bit shorter. Also, if you want to see crazy encounters captured on trail cams, then check out Dread Captures. It's part of the Dread Network, where we go over live footage of very strange encounters that are sent into the Facebook group or videos that are circulating on the web. Last but certainly not least, check out Lilith Dread. She releases the same great content daily on her channel. You'll find all of these links below. Thanks and take care.